Well, howdy there, Internet people. It's Bo again. So today we are going to talk about voting harder. We're going to talk about voting harder. We're going to kind of analyze what happened and how we wound up where we're at. We're going to uh, see if we can figure out what what brought us to this point. What put this country in the situation where an opinion that is heavily reliant on a guy who believed in witches is upending 50 years of, of legal precedent here. And we're going to do this because I got a message. Bo, I need some encouragement. I'm just doom scrolling at this point and watching all the edgy people who normally have good ideas just talk about how Democrats betrayed us by not stopping this and how all is lost. They've given up. They're making jokes about voting harder. Am I really going to lose my rights because of this? I don't see it stopping here. How do we fight back? The left has just reverted to edgy comments about how the system is broken and it's pure doomerism. While they sit there and throw their hands up making jokes, I'm one of the people that will suffer. How do we fight back? Give me something. Yeah. Yeah. It's a weird situation. You have to analyze why they were successful. How they did this. Because that's the only way you'll be able to counter it, right? The reality is what the Republican Party did here and how they're managing to strip the rights away from half the country shouldn't have happened. Overturning Roe is unpopular. The overwhelming majority of Americans want Roe upheld. So how did we end up here? What tactic, strategy did they use to get the country in this situation? That's where you have to start. And it's not really that complicated. It's just time-consuming. They, uh, they started by exploiting turnkey community networks. Networks of people that were already built. Churches. They used those as voting blocks to get their candidates into local office. Then those candidates used their position to get their hands on the levers of power in the various states. Then those holding those levers in all of the states, they used that power to propel their candidates on the national level and then to insulate themselves from the decision that they know is wildly unpopular. They didn't try to push it through, not through legislation. They appointed people who they knew would do what they were, what they were sent there to do. That's how they wound up here. That, that's, that's how they wound up in a situation in which at most 30% of the country is, is stripping the rights away from 70%. That's what they did.
you can call that voting harder if you want to. You, I, I don't see that as a as a uh, inaccurate description of what they did. That's how they accomplished it. Those local power structures are, are voting blocks. Community networks, churches, whatever kind of organization, whatever name you want to give it. A group of people committed to an idea. Those people have power. That power can manifest in election results. And that's what they focused on. And they followed this strategy all the way to D.C. And then all the way to the Supreme Court. That's what happened. There aren't, uh, I would imagine there are a lot of people who are heavily, who, who have built their audiences around the idea of being edgy, who in some ways are loving this because it, it, it validates their rhetoric. There are some people who have ideological qualms with the electoral system. There, there are people who don't like voting, um, who view it as giving consent to be governed. They're probably not happy about this um, because, generally speaking, those people are super, super in favor of people being able to make their own decisions. Um, I have a feeling that there's going to be a lot of people who are from that part of the left who may have a change of heart about electoral politics. And it may start to fall into the whole voting out of self-defense thing. Um, the news is new. I don't think many people expected this. Um, I know there were a lot of people who were saying that it could happen. But I think most people, looking at the polls, looking at the way the country is shaping, looking at the fact that there aren't countries, well, I think there's only three countries in the entire world, that have actually rolled back family planning laws and, and made them more restrictive in, in like the last quarter of a century. It's not a thing. It's very regressive. It's something that has been shown to not be a good thing. So I, I don't know that a lot of people were prepared for this. And that may be why they, they don't have a plan. Or they don't have words of encouragement. Because they're just as shocked as you are. The thing is... What the Republican Party did, how they betrayed we the people and went against the will of the people, that strategy, you can use it too. There's nothing saying you can't. And it would be a whole lot faster for you because most people, the overwhelming majority of people, want Roe upheld. 
The polls have shown that time and time and time again. And yeah, I mean, call it voting harder if you want to. But that's your solution. That's how we wound up here. That's what you have to counter. And understand, their focus, especially among Trump loyalists, their focus on state politics right now, it's to do the same thing with the elections. That's why they're, they're spending so, so many resources and focusing so much on the secretaries of states, the secretaries of state positions, because they control the elections. They're doing the same thing again. Um, I, I know that for the overwhelming majority of the, the left, and even the anti-authoritarian right, participation in electoral politics, it's not cool, right? Um, it, it doesn't get clicks. It, it undermines your street cred or whatever. But I, I, I do believe that most are going to are going to realize that it's voting out of self-defense, that, that, that there are a whole lot of people like yourself that are going to pay if that rhetoric continues. And it, you're right, it's not going to stop here. If you look at that uh, opinion and you look at some of the cases that were cited, they're coming for a lot of people. They're going to try to strip the rights from a lot of people. They're going to try to send this country back in a lot of different ways, and they're being very open about it. I, I don't think it's time for edgy jokes. Um, there are a lot of people who are going to suffer because of this. And it's... It's organizing. It's, it's building those local power structures that can compete. It's not relying on the Democratic establishment in D.C. They're not your solution. I know that people are blaming them right now. Um, and I get it. I understand because there are a whole lot of people who believe, yeah, it, you know, they should have, they should have added to the court. And I, I didn't have a problem with that. The second Republicans put up, uh, put up a justice who, who couldn't identify the elements of the First Amendment, it didn't happen. And you can sit there and point fingers at stuff that happened in the past, but that's not going to help you. That's not going to help all of the people who are going to find themselves with less freedom and less rights and less ability to live as they choose because of what's happening. If I could encourage you to do something, it's organize. It's get with those in your local community 
and get that local power structure set up. That's, that's the solution. There's probably a really uh, long fight ahead for a lot of people. It's, it, it's going to take a lot of people working together to undo what has already happened and to stop what's coming. Anyway, it's just a thought. Y'all have a good day.